Welcome to the Diet Diaries. I'm Mama Cakes and this is the podcast All Things Mamahood. In 2020, I found myself pregnant and taking on parenting all on my own. Here is my podcast. Welcome to the Diet Diaries episode 10. Now, this is a very special episode because I've decided to change it up and we have two dads um, today on the podcast. Um, Please welcome Mike and Joe. Hi, guys. Hello. (laughs) Hey. Hi, guys. So we've got two dads here. Can you both, we'll start with Joe, just tell me a little bit about your journey into fatherhood, your family situation, and then we'll go to Mike. Uh, journey into, that's a big question. Into, <laughs> um, I suppose, I think Mike, Mike and I both have, um, both have similar aged children. Don't we? Okay. Um, so uh, Marco is three, just turned three. Mm. I had to think about that one, didn't I? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, like, this it's a great age, this age, because they're sort of learning, developing, understanding the world. Um, their personality is kind of there. Um, so, you know, I haven't really answered your question about journey into fatherhood, but... Um, so are you, um, you married? Know, was, are you single? What's the family situation? Oh, is that what you meant? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so I, I have a wife. <laughs> Her name is Raya. <laughs> Couldn't make the baby by myself. That would have been a that would have been quite a feat. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah. So I, I, I currently actually, I tell you what was really interesting is mm-hmm. uh, I, I currently work from home full time now, mm-hmm. uh, which I think massively changed the dynamic from when uh, Marco's kind of first two years of life. Um, so I reckon if you did this podcast maybe uh, a year ago, mm. um, you know, that like it, it would, it would probably be um, what, what you like answers what, that you would expect, but I think, you know, dynamic and the world has changed now. So um, I suppose that's an inter- interesting thing to talk about when you think about fatherhood is yeah. um, how, how maybe the pandemic and, fathers working from home being around more has changed right wait can we just stick with that that is a good opener what do you mean so you're now working from home why is it why is it different why is the dynamics different for you um i'm here i've just i'm just here more okay like, you know so like i i like i work in um so my job means i work quite um long hours mm. um so does mike as well mike probably shares the same experience um and um, it often means that um, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't always get to pick up Marco from from nursery. Oh, right. Or um, when Raya was on maternity leave, um, I'd always I'd, I'd be around really just in the evenings, um, and then on the weekends. And in some weekends, I'd have to work as well. So I think that's what's really different. It's just I'm just here more now, and and, and you know around to see things a bit more. Um, and and I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing as much potentially. Oh. Um, I think that's quite cool. Yeah, amazing. All right, Mike, do you want to tell us a little bit about your family situation and your child? Um, yeah, as Joe said, the similar age. So Caleb is three, turning four soon. Um, it'll be a second birth in lockdown. So hopefully lockdown ends soon. Like my sister's friend. Uh, <laughs> which is kind of awkward for for that whole relationship to happen. So we had a big age, um, sorry, uh, a gap between where we met and then when we actually started to actually become friends. Okay. It was like 10 years gap. And then, yeah, so we got together, got married, uh, the whole, uh, had a baby together. And then, unlike Joe, I was working from home from the birth of Caleb. Um mm. Which was interesting because even though I was working from home, I hardly saw them. Oh, which different experience from what I have now. So when what I have now is I'm also working from home, <clears throat> but is now is, it, is, it, is that because your your role or your job back then was different? Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So back then it was me becoming trying to figure out where I stood in the developing world, which was. Um, 
sorry, just to mention, I'm a software developer and I've been bouncing around teams quite often. So I would normally change jobs twice a year in the whole ecosystem of different languages. So at, <clears throat> at, at that time, at the first, sorry, Caleb's first two years mm. was me trying to discover where I am and trying to get a good leeway on uh, my career right. while I had the energy. So now it's more like I'm settling down and this is the longest job I've ever kept. <laughs> How long have you been in the job? Two years. Two years. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, it might not seem long, but that's the <laughs> longest one I've it's kept. <laughs> Okay, so you both are married in long-term relationships. Um, it's a very traditional family. Um, so I wanted to know, how did you, or did you, prepare for fatherhood? Was fatherhood planned? And if it was, how how did you prepare for it? We actually planned to have a baby, mm. um, which was, it happened within a month period of actually trying. So that was interesting. <clears throat> how I got ready for uh, the uh, the whole fatherhood was as I'm a very uh, as I'm a person of like routine I would start my day super early even though I had nothing to do but oh, wow. I would fill it in with time with reading or meditation stretching exercises and I would wake up around four or five in the morning just to train my body clock to actually survive on less sleep before the baby happens so it's not a big shock and the reason why I did that is because if I had a a project which the timelines were were crazy right my mm. body would take a big hit when I had a baby and then my velocity would go down which is like how many bugs or how many uh, coding points I can get within that, that week period um so I trained myself to take that hit now so I know my velocity of being run down before the project started. So that was just how I got ready for it. How it soon worked. are you doing that? Yeah, how early? It worked. Like, did you feel ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. And I'm, I'm still keeping up with the routine now. Like I've got a timetable by my desk, which is like I wake up at five and then go to sleep around about 11 and it's pure programming. But it's not pure programming. It's programming and getting ready for a next baby if that happens okay so I'm just keeping up with this momentum yeah was that something that you read or seen or was that something that was that just your idea <laughs> it was just um it, it was like a combination of both like if I would go to let's say when I used to come uh when I used to get involved in lots of different sports right mm -hmm. I would train for it and I just apply the same basis on them like if, if I want to improve in in combat sports I would go and train and spar with people uh, before any competition or anything right so it's just the same concept even with coding if I if I don't know language I would spend time learning the language and then applying it before the job so it's wow. just it was just that logic I used okay Joe tell us about your can, your... I, can, can I ask you a question though Mike go on. yeah like, right so that I, I get where you're coming from, but do you think? And you you said you feel ready, but do you do you like do you do you feel like anything really like prepared you emotionally? Yeah. Like you prepared <laughs> yourself in terms of like dealing with sleep. You know that's yeah. quite a physical thing. That that's very yeah. physical. Like you know, I I'll train myself to be able to sleep less, mm. right? But like the uh, the, the like, pressures, the emotions, the sort of uh, the one, other yeah. non things, the mental part of it. Like, do you think you were ready for that? Mm. Absolutely not. <laughs> There's times where I can hear Rona and Caleb playing downstairs, right, um, laughing, and she's just taking pictures, sending to me. I don't know if she knows this, but like sometimes I'll go upstairs at my desk. My my office is in the attic, and I'd cry because I wouldn't. I missed out on these key bits, oh. and it would just it would hurt because I was just upstairs. You know, like I could have ran downstairs and like saw his first laugh or heard his first words but I was upstairs working and be being so close to home mm. made like being close to where it happened was really hard like I was yeah. just upstairs and I missed it all yeah. it's painful oh. but yeah I wasn't ready for that at all 
Uh, the only reason I ask because that's, that's the point that I was going to make. I don't mm. think anything can really prepare you for that. You know, you yeah. can read as much as you want. You can read the blogs, yeah. you can read the books. You do the same as any as any parent would, right? But I don't think anything really prepares you for kind of what's in store. You know, like, mm. the, you know, the emotional part of it, you know, the juggling of responsibilities. You just talked about it just then. Yeah. Just, you know, being able to just manage uh, working, uh, you know, trying to find some time for yourself to just, you know, do things that you like, you know, for it's quite, I find it quite interesting that you say that you, you missed out on things because you were upstairs working. Mm. Yeah. It's, it was the same for me. I had to, I had to physically go back to an office and work. So you, you, it's, it's almost the same in that you, you still missed out on things. And I still felt like I've, I've missed out on things because, you know, after two weeks, I go back to work, I'm in the office. So you miss out on those small, small things. Mm. But I don't think there's anything that really kind of pr- prepares you for that. Well, and, did you um, both speak to other dads like did you ask questions because you know as a first-time mum one of the things is I reached out to other mums I don't know is that a do men do that maybe not I don't I I, I don't I don't feel like I did Um, I don't not from memory anyway it it wasn't like a thing which I was like I better go just ask some other other dads um I don't know you might yeah Yeah. no it wasn't like okay I don't have to do this let me ask another dad it was, yeah, it was more like just go with online. It. <laughs> yeah, go with it. Hope because your children are the same age. So I was just thinking, I wonder if you both had a conversation whilst, whilst your wives were pregnant. Oh, we're both going to be dads. You know, no, that didn't happen. No, not, not really. No, I don't, I don't, I, it wasn't like an exercise of, oh, I better go out and do, like, <laughs> yeah. do, do some research from other dads. That's, that's a good point, actually. That's probably Because really mums definitely connect with mums. I, I, yeah. yeah, that's really For interesting. Sure. Okay, talking about your wives, I wanted to know, what was it like seeing your wife go through pregnancy and labour, especially as first-time dads? Who wants to go first? Joe? I've, I lost. I lost you for a second there, but oh, I don't know what the question. The question was, is: was What was seeing your wife? Uh, what was it like seeing your wife go through pregnancy and labour? Uh, I, I suppose the question is: What? What wasn't it like? You know, it's, oh. it's quite similar. You know, yeah. general, right? It's just like it's, it's. You know, the amount of emotions that you go through is. I, I think it's the same. Like right? you know, there's the emotions that our mother goes through and the emotions that our father goes through are probably quite similar. You know, you're. Uh, you're excited, you're scared, you're worried, mm. you know, you, you dream about what they're going to be like when they're, you know, when they're 21, 25, and what they're going to be when they're older, you know, you, you, you but then you think about, oh, shit, how am I going to, how am I going to make sure that happens? Mm. You know, like, you know, all of that kind of stuff you go through. But um, what was it like seeing then, your you know, wife go through, like, go through, like, her yeah, body that's, that's, changing? I suppose, and then, yeah, that's, that's the kind of the next point that I'm going to make is then your wife's also going through that. And mm. I, I suppose you can only aim to be as support, is that supportive as you as you can be, mm. you know. Um, and, you know, and, and I suppose the difference is when, you know, even though we're, we're thinking along the same lines and we're going through the same emotions, potentially, this isn't a generalisation or anything, but um, Ray in particular has, uh, you know, deals with certain emotions differently than I, than I would, you okay. know. She, she's a bit more of an emotional person, whereas I, I have an emotion, but I deal with it um, rationally and I try and deal with it logically. Um, you know, and that's potentially the same for other, other couples or, or, or families. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, that's, that's how I felt as though I was being supportive because I, was, I, would, help, I would help my wife manage the, the, the potential scary emotions that she mm-hmm. was going through. Um, and and labor is a different, you know, labor is a completely different story. That was uh, <laughs> that was something else. You know? <laughs> I didn't even know where to start with that one. Um, but, uh, so how, how did labor go for us? So, yeah. uh, Ray didn't actually start matern- maternity leave um, because uh, her water broke just before she was about to go to work. Uh, so it was two oh. weeks before she was about to go on maternity leave. Her water broke. Uh, and I, we were both just getting ready for work. So we were just, it was like five in the morning. We we're both getting ready for work, and then like her, her water was broken. I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> so what now?" Then? <laughs> went, what, what are you supposed to do at this point? Like we knew what we were doing, but you're like, "Well, okay, okay so we call call the hospital, call you know." So from memory, I think we we, we called out, and they said that you know they asked for the question that you asked, uh, and they said obviously you're going to have to come in, but it's not you know it's not the the thing that you see in movies where your water's break. Yeah. 
and it's not like you know uh, you can take this out of you but it's not a big gush like you know like everyone uh, everyone is i think sometimes it is sometimes it isn't it was just a little bit so then we we're like all right so that's not what we expected then and then it's not the mad right you can't get the bag get this gotta run out you know gotta run out find the car it wasn't that it was that like, it was quite calm it was just you know it was okay let's call the doctor let's see what happened let's see what they say they said i mean so we kind of left for the house she called work um and then it turned out basically that the way that her water was broke it was just a little bit which meant that there was still loads of water but we just had to wait so mm. you know labor hadn't actually started yet even though her water had broke so I think we spent 48 hours in hospital to try and cut a long story short. And then, and then she got induced. So actually that, that whole 48 hour period was really interesting as well. Cause I went back to work. So her oh. waters had broke, but I went back to work. <laughs> so I took her to the hospital and they're like, you're just going to have to wait and wait around. And I went back to work, which was really weird. Um, so like uh, I text in to work to say, I think it's happening but because it all just slowed down because of the way that it happened mm. they said you're gonna have to wait we might have to induce you in a couple of days um I, you know I, I had to go back to work I had, some, I had some things to sort of just tie up so I went back to work and then um and then I, I, I spent the evening in the hospital and then um then we got the news of, of when she would be induced so that's when I didn't go to work so that whole two days I was kind of in and out of the hospital with Ray and then we just spent loads of time like reading books coloring watching but what tv were, for what a were bit you like emotionally because now because you knew because being induced you kind of know your your child is about to come now like what was going through your mind then because you had 48 hours to think about it as well uh it was a bit like i, I didn't yeah i suppose it, it was it was better that i knew when she was being induced because i could prepare for it so mm. um but then but then when she did get induced it went from like zero to 100 really really bloody quick <laughs> And um, uh, it had like all kind of just kicked off in the middle of the night, and then I think she was the had was um, she like she was doing fine, and then she you know she went I think she she went from being two centimeters to like eight centimeters really really quickly. Mm. Wow! That's so good, yeah. that was great. Like it was really really quickly, but then she stayed at eight centimeters for really really long which meant that Marco like was struggling a little bit. So mm. they said that she was going to do a cesarean because her, like Marco's heart rate was going down. So I got prepared. Like, you know, they said, Oh, we're going to take her to the cesarean. They took her to the theater. I got, you know, they put all the scrubs on and stuff like that. And then got all, get all the, you know, the lady, this is the one thing that I remember the lady said to me, can you get the clothes that the baby's going to wear? And I was like, what the fuck are you going to there was like five outfits in the suitcase and I was like, which one? Which one do I get? <laughs> so, I like, oh. so I picked one anyway, whatever. And then we got to the we got to the labor, we got to the labor room or, or the theater. And then by the time I got there, it all calmed down and they said, Oh, we're not gonna do a cesarean because we reckon we can wait for her to be more delayed. And I was like, Oh, all right then. <laughs> so then again, I'll just try and keep it shorter, but in short, she went back and tried um, and tried to, to push mm. Marco out again, but it didn't happen. Um, so in the end, we went back to do a to do cesarean. Um, you know, I, I suppose if I was just going to sum it up in word, in one word, that whole part mm. of it was just crazy. Uh, I don't read really, that, you know. And Rhea doesn't even remember most of it. Wow, it's uh, a blur, isn't like, it? She, yeah, she, she doesn't know That's how long it was. She don't like. She just remembers just being in it. You know, I don't know if it's the same for you, Jay. Like, what, what, what was it like? It is, but, a, it is yeah, a massive blur. So, Jay, what about you? Um, well, our one was pretty quick. Okay. It was. It happened that well, we woke up. She had cramps, so we set up a like a, a comfortable sofa bed downstairs for Rona to watch TV and just get along with the day and just have fun. So I took her downstairs at six. Um, and then I went to work and then she messaged me at 11 while I was in my team meeting and she says the contractions are getting close and I was like what <laughs> uh, this whole time because yeah it happened at like three in the morning but I wasn't sure and I didn't want to disturb your day and I was like you're trying to be considerate when you're <laughs> having a baby <laughs> you should have just told me so I had to rush back um, my bosses were all fine with it I, I would I'll be surprised if they wasn't um got home around about four and we just practiced um 
the the, the stages to to help with the stress mm. um <clears throat> like walking around the house and just cradling her uh by the time i got home and time the contractions it was four <clears throat> so that was like five hours of just pure waiting mm. and then we went in at four everything happened quite quickly from what i remember i think the baby was the baby <laughs> caleb was born <laughs> um, at seven something so it was pretty quick and and from what i've heard from other people it's rona's one was very very relaxed we were, uh, she was in the pool she had, she had a water birth um she had oxygen and that gas um and then it just came out we, we even <laughs> fell asleep in the tub together so it was well she was inside i was on the outside holding her up um it was it was really interesting um the funny thing that i remember was the gas like she was really really out of it with the gas and she had a big contraction so she she was screaming but the voice that came out wasn't hers because of the gas and it was really deep <laughs> it just sounded like <laughs> it just sounded really really um scary because <laughs> the gas uh, makes your voice go really deep right so every time you okay. push <laughs> i joked away all the time that you sounded like an elephant because you had the gas <laughs> all the time <laughs> but do you yeah, think no, both no, no, no. of you just having seen your wives go through pregnancy and labor like you must see your wife in a different way no from all i just from going yeah, from your yeah. wife to being the mother of your child you must see them in a different way or i'm just like forcing you to see them in a different you no, no. <laughs> you, you do right and i reckon it's yeah. probably you know you, she probably saw herself in a different way mm. as well you know she didn't realize what she could do um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and that, that's probably just the, the answer to your question is, uh, I don't think she realised she could go for it in the way that she did, and I, neither did I. It's, um, it's actually I, it's I amazing to hear from Amel's perspective. Um, so I wanted to know, like, what do you think so far, because I know things can change, but so far is the toughest thing about fatherhood? Hmm. <laughs> Go on, Mike. Um, I think it's, well, the toughest thing is definitely missing out on the Mm. small things, right? Because you're never going to get that again. You're never going to have that um, first time they giggled or first time they said, I love you uh, again. So it's just, for me, the toughest thing is missing out on those things. But also, I get a tendency to rushing things. Like, I'm already teaching Caleb to code, right? And he's only free, but I think I've burnt him out already. Oh. Like, and it's not anything to do with coding. It was just games, right? But the games are designed to be around coding. And it's because I, I want him to see my world. So that's that's the point about me rushing things. So I had to put everything on pause for his protection. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's the hardest thing for me to, to control the tempo of, of fatherhood. Well, it's probably been being too ambitious, isn't it? I'm, I'm quite, mm. we're quite serious. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really ambitious with what I want Marco to be, and uh, uh, it might be because we, we, you know, we we are ambitious ourselves. You know what I mean? And so, I I, can't, yeah, I agree with that. It, it's, it's 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 also I I I, yeah, I, I suppose if you flip, to provide a different perspective, and and you might agree, you may not agree, like managing the 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 the, the path to least resistance. And discipline, yes. right? Yes. Tell me more. Like that's just really hard. Like you know, they want something, and most of the time they want something that's impossible because, like you know, at, at this kind of age, like they, they understand the world, but um, there isn't always logic, ra- like rationale to everything. So yeah. you know, Matt, like giving something that is just gonna stop stop a, a meltdown versus no, I need to be. You know, I need to be tough. I need to be, provide some discipline here. I, fi- I find that really hard. Um, are you strict? I don't know what you yeah, are right. you strict dads? I am. I'm like super strict. And where, like, why? Why? why and where does that come from? Do you think? I don't know. I, I just, I just see it as like Caleb is acting up, and from. From from 
because the type of personality I have, right, it's very calculated and it's, I, I don't like just to just not calculate things, right? So when he's crying, it might, just because of my profession, right, I have to write these logic statements to say, is this true or is this false? That's the only one. It's, it's a Boolean. It's true or false, one, zeros. Is Caleb acting up? Yes or no? Yes. Tough. Nothing. You know, like, I'm not going to give him a freebie because he's acting up. But there's a part of me that breaks that statement. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like I'm coding. <laughs> that breaks that condition, right? <laughs> so it's it's tough. Exactly what Joe said, like, had to find that boundary of let me just let him win or do I win this battle or win the fight? I don't know. It, it's really difficult. Because you're, you're, you're parenting with logic and rationale and at that age they don't really have logic and rationale <laughs> do you know what i mean None. <laughs> None. i'm the same like I'm, i always try to think but why why is like why, why is that why uh like what like why is he behaving in this way is it because something i did three months ago or is it because i didn't <laughs> you know what i mean like i always try and look into it too deep <laughs> they're just kids you know uh, so that, that, that's that's the toughest thing is that um, you, you try and you know think of all these reasons why this is happening, or what could I do to combat this? When the truth is, they're just you know they're just three and four year olds, um, and you've just got to manage it really. Um, you gotta let them so, win. Yeah. Say that again. You gotta let them win. Yeah, I don't think you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did the same thing. <laughs> You're both like no, no. <laughs> well, you've got to, I suppose you just gotta manage. The, the, the times that you know the times that you you pick the path to least resistance and you pick the times when when you have discipline so and is it hard, yeah, I mean in terms of because my situation is different so everything just comes from me and my opinion and how I do things yeah. so when you both um, became parents how did you kind of both have to discover how your wife wanted to, to bring up your sons and was it different like especially discipline or was it the same yeah, yeah. good good one uh, I don't. I, I, it's hard to say, really, because um, I, I don't think we we, we disagree um, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the, the, the difference is that sometimes I'll pick the path to least resistance, and Rhea will say, "No, we should choose discipline." You know what I mean? And then sometimes it's the other way around. You know, it depends on your own mood. It depends what happens in your day. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, you might have had a really tough day, so you're like, oh, "I'm going to pick the path to least resistance." So it just depends really it's always always changing right what about you mike um i've always had the whole belief that caleb will grow up to be who the best way for caleb to grow up is to have him as close to the mum as possible i don't know why maybe because i'm a guy and that's how i saw my mum. like i was so close to my mum and just everything she does even now like when she walks by i would smell her because that would remind me of my childhood and she would just push me away so that's my belief that caleb should should really cherish the mum, and just because how i was raised like Mm. the dad is there's going to be one baddie right in an argument that's why they always say but mum said i can do this or dad said i can do this um and i'd rather be the bad one if that yeah. makes sense, like the bad. Was your, was your dad like that? Yeah. Was your dad? <clears throat> now my dad was like really lenient. He was, he wasn't as strict. But what he would do is he would open his eyes, like, <laughs> like a scary. Is it a scary way? I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm gonna back down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he hardly. He was more hard on my sister, way harder on my sister than than I was, than he was on me. Sorry. So do you, this is so interesting. So do you feel that you and Rona can't be equal in, it's so interesting that you feel like you have to be the bad cop so he's close to his mum? Yeah, I see Rona as the one that's essential in, in, the, in Caleb's life because if, if something was like, say if Rona went on holiday, mm. which she did, everything in the house stopped. Right, I'm not even joking. The food that was coming out, <laughs> the kitchen was just awful. I had to cook Caden's food. I knew I had to cook Caden's food, but I didn't have to cook for myself and like from, for for the family to to run to dishes. It was it was chaos. Um, so I definitely see Rona as 
part of an essential and I'm just, I don't know, a catalyst to, to the whole formula. Um, yeah, I don't know where that came from. That was a good question. That is a whole <laughs> session there. That is so interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's probably a bit, it's different for us. Like, I, I, I wouldn't say we've ever thought about it like that. Mm. I don't think I've, I, I don't think Rayan ever thought about it like you are the essential part and I'm a, I'm a catalyst or, or anything like that. I wouldn't say we've, you know, directly addressed it mm. um, like that. I think we've, you know, we've potentially allowed things to just play out a little bit more naturally um depending on you know our, our, like my job her job um just time and and kind of situate on a situational by situational basis so i, I would agree I, I, I suppose my, my biggest goal was always to to be different to my dad oh okay that, 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 like, I, that, that was always my thing like i just i just wanted to be and i love my dad my dad's but that's great you know he was um he, he was he was the breadwinner of the family you know he um he was around when he was around and uh i suppose in a way he was um he, he was a little bit like you like you're saying like the the the, the bad guy but I, I suppose it's not that it's a bad thing um but he he, he was very much a a kind of um substituting type mm. person like you know what i mean he would just yeah, kind yeah. of enter when he needs to enter and then and then exit you know and i i didn't really want to be that um i, I wanted to be like so much more involved and i think it's a generational thing mm. you know i don't think it's a personal thing i think you know um filipino families are are very very traditional in the way that they go about things you know it's yeah. dad does this um, yeah good point yeah, and and the mother does this, you know, mm. and I think that's uh, in our us being second generation here in the UK. I think that's that's just changing, right? And you know, I I, I just wanted to be much more involved. I wanted to be, you know, I, I always wanted to kind of uh, be an influence, if you like. Um, mm. So, you know, that, that that's the toughest thing as well because you, you know, obviously, we still need, I need to to still. Uh, I guess provide for the family. So managing that both and providing for the family, career-wise, working, and and you know, you know, mothers will feel the same pressure as well, right? You know, as as well as being an influence in in as much as I can in in, in Marco's life. So that's that's the toughest thing, I reckon. If you were to plan to have a second child, would you do things differently? Good point. <laughs> question is are we are, are we both planning to have second yeah children? oh sorry are you planning to have second children that's a good question sorry uh I, I, so i'll go so we um when we initially said that we were gonna have two kids or two or three when marco was born my opinion really changed quite quickly oh, okay <laughs> straight away said yeah, maybe we just wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was, at first I thought, you know what, let's, let's go straight in, throw all that away, you know. And, that, and like, I would have loved to have had, you know, two kids close age, uh, or two or three kids all close age, but then, you know, just, you can't always control that. And uh, from a from a, um, a financial perspective, uh, kind of, yeah, which obviously is connected to your career, which is obviously connected to just kind of your general feeling at the time. So, like yeah, you know, when Marco was born, I was like, yeah, this is this is tough. So I thought maybe let's wait and let's just just do it when when it's not going to be feel as if it's just all crazy, you know? Like like you know, okay. it's just like, there's too much going on. So there was too much. It felt like there was too much going on at the time. But if I didn't feel like I had the mental physical capacity to even have like think about another child, but like now mm-hmm. potentially. I would have thought just when I see because um, he's three years old now mm. and, and obviously he's quite vocal he has an opinion he has a personality like I, I sometimes look back and I think maybe we should have just done it and just dealt mm. with it you know? and maybe we should have just thought, you know what look, you know what it's going to be we could have just accepted that crit, like that madness you know and I think that's a lot of families who have had those close kids together probably just prepared for that a, a bit better like prepared that we're gonna have three kids. We can have two kids straight away, and it's gonna be crazy for five years. But let's just do it. And that wasn't the way that mm. we thought about planning.
something for a family. We wanted it to be on on our terms. And that's what I probably would have done differently is I would have just accepted that it's not all going to be in my control. It's all going to be a bit mad. But the, the payoff is you have two kids who are going to, you have a brother and a sister or a brother and a brother. You know, you have your kids that are going to have to grow up at close age. So like now, when I look back at it, I think, it's like, you know, we, we do want to have another child um, soon. Mm. Um uh, or like in you know within within the next couple of years, but I've kind of had to now accept the fact that Marco and the, and, and the new child what might not be as close because of the age difference. Because of the age difference, you know. Mm. So, so now we've just had to come to come to terms with that, um, and, um, and and that's just that, that's just how it is, and that's just how it worked out, you know. Um, so. Yeah, that's what I would have done differently. Okay. I, think I would have just accepted it and dealt with it. Accepted the madness and accepted. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> what about you? Are you planning um, to have a second child? We are, but okay. it's again, it's the same thing as as what Joe said. It's just mad. Like I definitely want two kids and adopt the third. Now it's <laughs> pause, 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 pause. Maybe a kid, maybe adoption after that. Um, it's just it's for me it was i'm not sure if it was the same for joe but the the whole when he brought up the financials Mm. and the career my whole point was not to have the kid because i need to push for this career now this is a great chance for me to push like to do it now um so that's kind of the main reason why i we, we didn't and what stopped me from pushing for another kid um so I'm not sure if that was part of me being selfish or okay. trying to pre-plan for the future with a, a more stable foundation. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think that's selfish. I, I think I think it's. A few. Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, because I thought the same thing. I thought you know the whole the the the, the financial the career part is ultimately connected to the to the quality of life of your child. So I, I agree, and I, I was in the similar thinking. Is is you know, at the time, it didn't feel right, you know? Yeah. But potentially, um, where we both are now, in a, from a financial career perspective, the que- a question I've always thought is, would I still be here now if we had a second child? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you so know, about progressing, yeah. you progressed in the past three, four years. Uh, yeah. Well, Mike and I have spoken about this, like, outside of this so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay. and yeah you know, the question i was always think is you know probably could have still it probably still would have ended up the same um but it just might have been a lot harder but it's, it's so interesting because you do have to think about these things you want the children to be close but actually there's so much more to it and yeah. the fact that you will go from having your sleep back to starting all over again yeah that's the crazy thing because <laughs> sure, like that like now like it's you know, he has pretty much the same sleep pattern as us. Right? Yeah. Age, right? and yeah. They're little adults. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so what what do you think you you wish you knew before coming becoming a dad? And is there anything? <laughs> I don't know. Go on, go on, Mike. I'll have a think about it. Um, well, the things I wish I knew was... Um, so I had to rediscover what I had as priorities. For some reason, okay. <clears throat> gym and fitness was really high up, right? And when, when Caleb came, that had to take uh, a back seat. And during that time, I went through a lot of uh, ups and downs and I went to see a therapist and discovered that that gym moment was actually my call down moment. And it wasn't, like <clears throat> to me it wasn't the fitness it was just a break away from my responsibilities and everything right which I never knew I had so after talking to a therapist I discovered that I just need a break and pause things and not to associate work from home um, work stress at home because <clears throat> I was working from home right so to me every time I was in the in the attic or on a dining table because that's where I brought my laptop right my office or the dining table and just work from different locations problem is I associated work stress to the dinner table so whenever we was there I was 
really just uncomfortable and uneasy. So if I knew if if I could go back in time and mm. say, and with the knowledge now, I would know like hey how to separate or prioritize things that I care most, which isn't gym. It's just the cool down period that I needed, um, and how to priori- prioritize that in a timetable. So now it's um, in the morning. That's my cool down. Even though I'm I'm coding or mm. doing freelance, that's a break from my responsibilities because everyone's asleep right I don't need to worry about that and yeah knowing knowing that now I, I wish I wish I I wish I was more clear in a fatherhood manual somewhere but mm. it, it wasn't there isn't one mate <laughs> no. if only there was one yeah There's no, there, I don't I, 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 I get the whole parenting books thing and all that but um there's, there's there isn't really a manual or, or, or anything yeah. really behave. you just go back to the beginning of the conversation I don't think there is mm-hmm. um, is there anything I, I, you I, wish you knew uh, I've already kind of talked about it in terms of um, maybe just learning to accept the madness a little bit <laughs> I, I, I love that <laughs> phrase from you Joe. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, madness just, the madness I'm quite similar like we're like you know I'm quite routine I'm quite I like things. I like doing things on on my terms. Uh, you know, yeah. on ours. I like to be in control of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I think if I if I if I went back, we would have had the second kid earlier, and I would have just rolled with it. Mm. Um, just did what we could um, for for the payoff in that. You know, you you've got um, you're, you're done. That's what everyone says, <laughs> isn't it? Done. Yeah, I never used yeah. to get that. I never used to understand it. You know, just get everyone out of the way now. You know, but now I get it. I get it now. Now we're thinking about another child, and I'm like, but. You know, we just moved the house, and you know, we're just just redecorating. <laughs> we need another room. You're back to yes. the beginning. Okay, I wanted to ask. So, say a couple feel that they're ready to have a baby together. Um, what would your advice be to them? <laughs> um, Why are you laughing, Mike? God, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> no, no, no. Plan- you said planning to have a baby or about the heart. Yeah, planning to have a baby. Okay. Um, plan but don't plan. Whoa, uh, okay. Plan, be ready. Uh, like, you know, do what you normally would do. Read all the books, read all the blogs, do your research. But, you know, be prepared for the unexpected. Because the reason why I asked this question, just a bit of backstory, is I've read loads about how having a child has um, made relationships difficult. Um, it's put a lot of strain on relationships. So that's why I wanted to ask this yeah. question. No, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I think I read a stat one day that, like, people, like, um, in, in terms of happiness, people like people, like parents with toddlers are unhappy compared to the rest of the population. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read that in a German study somewhere. Uh, I, I don't, I don't agree. I don't think it's representative. I, th- I think you know, potentially you, um, you know, you go through phases of thinking what life was like before a parent and what life mm. is like as a parent. But you know, the payoff of, of 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 having your child and and the joy that that brings you completely outweighs. Um, whatever benefits or whatever joy you had prior to being a parent, you know? So, um, I, I think 100%, and that's kind of what I mean is like, you know, plan, prepare, but just also prepare to come across things that you haven't prepared for. Yeah. Mm. You know, you know mm. what I mean? That's kind of the point that I'm really trying to make is there's, you can prepare as much as you want, but you know, there are things that you want that are, you are not going to expect to happen. Mm. Whether that be strain on your relationship, whether that be, um, you know, God, you know, God forbid, like um, your your child having some sort of illness mm. early on, um, you know, you've got to just ride a lot of that out. I think, um, like Marco had, Marco was was born, he had jaundice, which obviously we didn't expect, so he went back into hospital. Um, you know, uh, you know, especially like Asian kids in 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 the UK often have eczema as well. Um, you know, and I, I like you. You and I, Jack. Mm. So we, we both have uh, eczema as as adults, and so you don't want you don't want yeah. them to have that. So you worry about it. You know, you worry about, but you just got to ride all of that feeling out. I think, mm. and if you if you if you allow it to, to to be part of what's happening in the there and now, I think you miss out on the experience of of, of parenting and having having a child. Mm. 
That is beautifully put. J Mark, do you want to add anything to that? Uh, I don't know if I can because <laughs> like uh, <laughs> it, it, I can well, imagine especially with no sleep and just I feel yeah. like you have to learn to be patient I'm not in that situation but I can imagine you have to be really patient with each other and everyone's tired and how do you yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah I, for me I'm uh, because yeah like, like I said before like I'm I'm a planner I plan things, right? Rona is pretty much a person who can accept what's happening now and just go with it. Mm. I can't do that. And to anyone who's listening out there who is a planner like me, well, you're in for a shock because (laughs) nothing you expect goes how you plan. Even if it's like... So even going to nursery, right? We've got the routine. We've done it for two years now. We're still getting it wrong. (laughs) Still can't, still can't get him up. Still can't brush his teeth. Yeah. Still Mate, a bit about, late. What about bedtimes? Bedtime is is good. Bedtime is good. really really good. It's put him in bed, turn on his light, say good night, pitch black, done. He's really good like that. Mm. It's just the morning he hates brushing his teeth, and it's just but I think it's a nice balance though you and Rona one's the planner one can accept I feel like that that's a good team no just yeah yeah you're right it's good because Rona definitely grounds me like which is good because I have a high tendency of this is how it's gonna go the I even have like we had a conversation last night about uh, a property right and we had a risk to value ratio for me it's my goal is to have um, a certain part of the house uh, just for me and if we go on holiday for the family which is beneficial does that push my does that push the family timeline back by five months for a value of two weeks that's the problem with me because I'm like we can't have this holiday because we we want to have this 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 area in the house for the family right and it's going to compromise six months so Who's going to make up that time lost? That's the problem with me. Whereas Rona is, but we need holiday and it's, we need to relax. It's a memory. You can't buy memories, you know? Mm. And it's, she definitely does grab me and put stuff in perspective. Yeah, even all that planning that you just said confuses me. Like, that was a lot. That was a lot. So I wanted to ask, I just got two more questions because I know you're busy, guys. Um, Is, are you the dad you thought you'd be that's my first one joe uh this is a good question it is a good question i i don't know to be honest like it's that's that there's i don't think i level i ever will be like, i don't i don't okay. think i ever will be like what i really um you know you like, Again, it's just in my personality. You, you aim to, 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 to again, like you aim for it to go how you wanted it to go. Right. Um, but I, I don't think you, you you'll ever be the parent that you want to be because so much changes on a regular basis. You know, from from bedtime to bedtime, from morning to morning, from <laughs> yeah. to bloody dinner. You know, <laughs> like you know, it's always changing. Um, you know, especially with with at this age as well, the the the, the kind of development phases are so short. Uh, in terms of how they, how you know how they learn things, how they develop, how they grow, um, and then you know when they turn eight, nine, ten, that's a different, you know, that's a different kind of problem to deal with. So you know, you as a parent will have to adjust to mm. to that particular time, and then they become teenagers, and then you have to adjust to that particular time. So <laughs> it's never ending. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's a never ending cycle of of trying to be the parent that you want to be, but I don't think you ever will be. I think the best you can do is just. Um, uh, go with it. Do 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 what works best uh, for you. But uh, in the back of your mind, always have, I guess, the morals, principles, and um, kind of goals that you you, you had initially. Oh, yeah. Mike. Totally agree. Uh, straight <laughs> up, no, I am not the dad I, I thought I would be. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I expected everything to be different because I didn't account. I didn't account for the finance of everything, right? It's so expensive to have a kid because you either stay home or 
you have to work twice as hard to afford daycare. So it's there's a great area between like people um, sending their kids back on just not working at all. That's mm-hmm. what I didn't account for. So now I have to be like, I, I, I my mindset switch from being a lovey, caring dad yeah. who just play to now it's now I need to provide because we need to send to nursery so we can actually progress. You know, yeah. we, we can we can send him so he he's got children his age for development. Yeah. Rona can work and take a break. So I did not expect that. I thought I would be like that type of dad to just crawl on the floor all the time <laughs> have fun get paints uh play-doh but no because the walls get damaged and he's gonna pay <laughs> for the damages <laughs> like it, it's yeah. just totally different i don't know what changed like if, if i go to a restaurant and a kid wants chips from i don't know a, a random let's say a pizza place and he wanted a burger and they don't have burgers uh when I see a kid acting up, like, well, you did take him to a pizza place, but he wants a burger place. Why don't you just move? But now being a dad, I know how quick the, their minds change, right? Yeah. I know when Kayla's being being a total. I don't know how. I don't know what's a friendly word to say. <laughs> just acting up for the sake of acting up. My yeah. doesn't as well. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they look for things that aren't there. You're like, why? Why are you looking exactly. at things that aren't here? No, impossible. <laughs> exactly. And Caleb does that on purpose. Like he 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 knows how to play the. I really think Caleb is uh, manipulative because he now he, he can fake cry now and he can make real tears come out. But he's faking it. And how I know he's faking it is because when I leave the room and then close the door and then suddenly rush in, like he's a completely different. He's completely different. And then I, I don't think that's just Caleb. Man. I think that's all toddlers. Yeah. I think all toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's just okay. That's just I want to end quickly on really quickly. Best father son moment. Go, Joe. Uh, it's all great. Like oh. you know, I just, it's all great. Mike. <laughs> Is it all great too? Uh, there's ups and downs, but the the best bits are like where when different that families come together, mm. right? To me, that's really amazing to see the kids grow their own circle. And that's, for me, my favourite part. Yeah. See Caleb with other families and then us parents are mingling together and it's just like, this is really... Yeah, I, I, I like that as well. Like, this is, um, you know, secretly, I'd be lying, I'd say, it's, it's not pretty cool when you start seeing them develop, you know, like, traits of your own. Like, oh. I think that's probably the coolest you know when, you start, when they start yeah. doing things that you've taught them as well like you get this mic as well if you've taught them something and they start doing it or they start yeah. saying it you know or like you know that's great like and that happens at all ages oh, amazing dads you have been amazing thank you so much listening back to that podcast is exactly why i started the podcast it was really good to hear from the two dads and i have to say they are amazing amazing dads um this one is a special one for me i guess because as a single mom i don't know what fatherhood is like um for my child i don't know what runs through the mind of a modern day dad so this one was brilliant thank you so much to mike and joe for agreeing to come on and being really honest so this is the diet diaries and we are back